This is the Galaxy Wars Podcast with your host, The Grays. Greetings and welcome back to another episode of the Galaxy Wars Podcast with your host, Jim and Tom, The Grays. And uh, we are returning from our, uh, our brief hiatus with the before-mentioned Doctor Who Jodie Whittaker season 11 premiere. Yep. We're going to talk to Pilot, and uh, the pilot was called The Woman Who Fell to Earth. And, thank you. And we're also going to talk uh, Daredevil season 3. Yep. Well, let's talk news before we get into that. Uh, sure. Um, you were critically against Luke Cage season 2. Yep. Like, go to our Twitter, the Grays, T H E G R Y S, to see your your scathing review of yeah. <laughs> Luke Cage. Um, I think they listened. I'm pretty sure Netflix <laughs> had, had listened to your. Uh, yeah. Your well, sure. If they want to give us credit, I you know send a check. I'll give my address out at the end. But. Right. Uh, but Luke Cage season uh, season three not happening. Yeah. What do you think? Well, although I didn't like season two, I'm kind of like I want this universe to keep going. Yeah. I really like this universe. Uh, that's why I think I'm holding out for Heroes for Hire. It, you know, and that's what uh, all signs should point to. That okay, you got two seasons out of. Yeah, both your heroes for hire, and both of them are kind of like divisive between fans. Like, right. The first season of Iron Fist was we can all say was terrible. Yeah. The second one was a slight improvement, like not even just like a great improvement. Yeah. First season of Luke Cage was great. Yeah. Season two was a step back. I so, think so. Yeah, I agree. And you know, you and I have talked about this. Like the best way to kind of finish this off is to drop them at season two, and then start season three with heroes for hire. And then if you have like. You, you're losing two series. If they're gonna, the universe is gonna stay over at Netflix. Well, you, you know, can do Sisters of the Dragon. Okay, Col- Colleen and Misty. Sure. If it's gonna stay with Netflix, but also you're losing the Defenders, if that's even called a real thing. Yeah, that got canceled already. Yeah. So, <clears throat> if you're not gonna group them all together, I think the only thing you can do, and I, I think in Active Geek you were saying, could this all be the end? Yeah. But we're gonna get to Daredevil, and I, that makes me think that there is room. For this to keep going, yeah, I think I think it's the end of the Netflix era. Yeah, uh, if Disney's smart and Marvel's smart, they take these characters who are received well by the fans yeah. and by critics, except for Iron Fist, and you just kind of put them over on Disney Play or whatever yeah. you're going to call it. But you know, it it kind of looks like each week we're getting cancellation of properties that have already or that were close to to begin production on their next season. Right. Um, Punisher's already done. Jessica Jones is done. Obviously, Daredevil's out, which we'll talk about. I feel like they're just tying up the loose ends because Disney Play starts in 2019. Right. The summer of 2019, you can start introducing these new, the Loki series, yeah. the Scarlet Witch series. I mean, we're, we don't know what, we don't know what they're, they're going to allow on to that Disney, what's, what is it called again? I think it's called Disney Play. Okay. Are they going to rate or allow mature content on there? Yeah. So. I would hope. Because I mean, to, it's to just, continue this this whole universe, the Netflix Marvel universe, it's got to be mature. Yeah, yeah, it's got it can't be cookie yeah. cutter, right? If it's just like them prancing around and there's no so no I mean that's here. where I, I would like to say, if they're not going to allow mature content, leave it on Netflix. Yeah, I think or move Let, to, move it to Hulu because they own a lot of stock in Hulu now. Okay, because like I see the Runaways staying in Hulu. Yeah, because they you know they're they're going to profit either way from that. Netflix has control of these characters. So if Netflix, if Disney's like, I need you to opt out of these contracts, 
bring out a new series. Yeah, on we'll on a new network. But I, I, I don't I don't think it I don't I don't think it was an ending. We'll see you know how Punisher Two is received. Yeah, and then you know the end of Jessica Jones. I I would assume it's three seasons. And... What if Punisher Two, right? He's going through the city, and he finds Danny Rand, execution style, he's dead. <laughs> then he finds Luke Cage, execution style, yeah. he's dead. Like he finds some kind of bullet to pierce that skin, shoots him in the mouth, or yeah, something. and he's gone. And that's how you tie you clear <laughs> it up. Like there are no heroes to hire anymore. Yeah, and he goes Pun- into the club and shoots everybody, yep. and kills everybody in the club. Yeah, and then just just has to he go offs himself. Yeah, he says you know what? There's no room for the Punisher in this world. <laughs> Boom, he's done. Oh man, if that happens, I'm Punisher gonna be so kills upset. the universe would be like. The best way to right. Do, like, <laughs> right? That would be the best thing, and then you could just have like a an Avenger come, like Deadpool come in and just cut Punisher's head off. And be like, all right, see you on Disney Play. I I went to the internet right after the cancellation, as as one does, and um, this I don't know, can't remember the, the Instagram page, but they showed a a tweet from Marvel that they said was deleted earlier. That was a it said Netflix and Heroes for Hire with a logo and it said that Marvel had just tweeted that and then deleted it immediately. Hmm. So I don't know how much credit you want to put into that. Right, okay. Well, it but, does seem like that a lot of the insiders and people that are aware, like uh, who played uh, Wilson Fisk? Uh, uh, Vincent D'Onofrio. Vincent D'Onofrio kind of tweeted and, and reached out and gave Michael Coulter like his condolences. Yeah. He's an insider. He yep. would know. You know, he's this whole universe centers around him being the villain. So... Well, not really, uh, you know, not 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 in Luke Cage's case, yeah. but he could he could be the well, I, you know, the center with, of attention. Yeah, with the end of Daredevil season two or season three, right. you see what happens with uh, Wilson Fisk that could impact every single person. Yeah, and you notice in season three of Daredevil, I'm going to jump ahead real quick. They only talked about the only defender that was mentioned was Jessica Jones at the end. Right. Um, there was no mention of Danny, who nope. Matt left the city for. Yeah. Uh, uh, left the city too, and there was no mention of Luke. So maybe they had already seen the writing on the wall. Like, don't write anything defender esque unless yeah. it's Jessica Jones or Frank Castle. Yeah, I think they're washing their hands with the defenders. Yeah. All together. You have to. Yeah. Because that was trash. That was right. One hundred percent awful. Uh, but you know we're gonna. You know, we, let's start with Daredevil since okay. we're. It would make sense to just yeah. bridge into Daredevil. It's come. It's been out um, when this post three days. Sure, uh, which uh, you know everybody probably watched yeah. it. So if you haven't watched it, um, you know there's going to be spoilers for every review we have in this uh, this episode. What did you think? I liked it a lot. Yeah, I did too. I think this was um, Daredevil. I think has gotten better each season. You know. I, I really I like the second season. I don't think I was just going to bring that up. I talked about it, and I was reading an article, and I've watched a ton of YouTube stuff where they say that Daredevil season two was essentially a clusterfuck. It didn't feel that way. No, though. I think that was the best season of any show on that yeah, network. Yeah, I, that's that's one of my favorites. Yeah, um, I'm a Punisher mark. Yeah, yeah so do you I always go to the, the Punisher, but um, I thought it was really good. It was different. Um, it didn't have, it didn't have like a direct. This this season has a storyline and it's plucking yeah. all its like points out of. Like mm-hmm. it does have a, a daredevil run. Yeah. That it can go right to the comic books. The second season didn't really feel that way. Yeah, it was just a kind of a bridge to get a new character in. Yeah, yeah. Um, kind of like what Jessica Jones was to introduce Luke right. Cage. You're so, taking a more known character and introducing yeah. it in a popular show. So this one, uh, you know, I I, I thought it. I thought this one 
was better in the second season. Yeah. Which means, that, you know, I think it was directly better in the first, and this is probably one of the best I've seen. Yeah. And I um, I think it really expands on a storyline. Yeah, I think so, too. It took a lot from Born Again. Yeah. Um, and it really just, it focused on three characters indirectly. Uh, and then you kind of got, like, the origin story to Foggy and Karen. Right. Um, but this series just revolved around Matt's journey into being born again as Daredevil. Yeah. Um, Wilson Fisk becoming the Kingpin. And then Ben Poindexter becoming Bullseye. Yeah. And those three characters absolutely crushed it. Um, right. Just, I mean, Matt Matt Murdock, but Charlie Ch- Charlie Cox, you forget that he's not blind. Yeah. Like, when he's walking with his glasses off, I'm like, this guy's blind. Like, and I've met Charlie Cox. And he is not blind. Yeah. And he's not American. It, you know, and I, I, a lot of people were saying it, like, he's done a ton of work to to be blind. Yeah. Like, he's... I think he won an award from, like, the yeah. American Blind Association. Yeah, like, just to figure out how it all works and how... Because he didn't want to be, you know... He didn't want to be Ben Affleck? Yeah. Just walk around with your cane. Yeah, and, and <laughs> his little rose. The whole point glasses. is, he is pretending. Yeah, like he, in the TV show, he's pretending. Yeah, so he's doing a lot of work to pretend, because you know he could see in a way, but he's yeah. doing a lot of work to pretend to be blind. Yeah, it's like it's like when you <clears throat> you get knocked out and in, in film you go dead weight. Yeah, right. So you have to pretend to be either dead or battered or unconscious or whatever, and you know that he, they're dead weight because you can see like the the movement and the the limbs are just like it's free movement. Yeah, his eyes. When you look at him, he's just, he's lost. It's like there's yeah. nothing connecting. And I'm watching it and I'm like, I can't believe he's not blind. Yeah. Like he, he's, he's really such good a good actor at this. At this. And yeah. His, his, for, you know, maybe he'll never get the praise for, because it's an action show. Yeah. I don't think people even know who he is. Yeah. Outside of our community, people don't know who he is. But he's really good. Yeah. And, you know, you shouldn't say that because everybody's getting their chance. Like everybody, he's just been doing this for so long. Yeah. But, He's really good. Yeah, he's he, a really good actor. Is he the best in the, the yeah, Netflix universe? I think so. Yeah. Well, I, you know, John Bernthal's really good. Yeah, D'Onofrio's really good too. Yeah. Like Don- but D'Onofrio's just been a good actor yeah, for a long, long he's time. Steady. Yeah, I, he's he's. I think he's the best out of the core four. Yeah. Okay. Because I just I I don't know I like what he does. Yeah. Uh, but what did you think of the evolution of the Kingpin? I thought this was. Um, I, it was weird because, you know, we'll spoil it along the way, but um, I really thought this was, like, going to be about him, like, taking over this universe yeah. and becoming, like, inserting himself all over the universe. Yeah, like the Defender version of Thanos. Yeah. And, like, yeah, yeah, basically. And, and you know, to a point where he, Frank Castle might have to come in because he has a, a relationship with him. They met in jail. Yeah. Um, you know... Jessica Jones could have to step up to him, and yep. I thought this really could be that, like, kind of. You know, you have your, you know, everybody could come against this one guy, but I mean, that could have been defend. That could have been the plot to Defender season two, had they not fucked up so bad with Defender season one. Yeah, like with Sigourney Weaver and uh, Shalau and all that shit. Yeah, I mean, it, you had to. It was all have, yeah. That was weird. It was all over the place. It was hard to follow. Yeah, and it was out of every. It was definitely. We'll go on the Defenders rant for a second. I felt like Defenders was... It was a Danny Rand story. It was a, Yeah, it was a redemption. 
more than it was anybody else's story. Mm-hmm. It didn't fit into Matt's, Jessica Jones, or Luke Cage's storyline at all. No, not at all. It was just a Danny Rand storyline. And you can't to me. You can't say that introducing heroes to each other is hard work when you have the Avengers that came out five years before it, right? Or ten, at this point, I believe it was ten. Not years. even, but that's not that doesn't really matter either. But you take that template and you say like, yeah. this is how they introduced a level uh, heroes. Right now, you're doing street. You're doing four. They introduced six. Yeah. How can you not get them? Get but it right? they already all know each other. You know, like Jessica huh? Jones and Luke Cage are. Yeah, they knew. Had, they, yeah, they've they knew already had their affair together. And Jessica Jones knows Daredevil, and you know everybody kind of is already acquainted with each other. I don't other, think they so. knew each other. I thought they did because Danny had Danny Foggy had, would know. Danny Jessica. didn't know anybody, right? But Foggy would know Jessica. Would he? He works for what's her face? He worked for Hogarth, but in Jessica Jones season one, she was just getting in touch with Hogarth. Okay, and Foggy was still on Avocado at Law. Yeah. So it was. I said that. I meant that on purpose. It <laughs> wasn't that their whole thing. They were all avocados at law. Yeah, that's what they said. I, I don't know. I, I just, don't know. I, but you know, they could have known each other. Yeah, they could have. We ultimately in this season, we ultimately got the kingpin that we deserved. Yeah, like season and one I, was a good good setup. Yeah, but this one was just like holy shit. Yeah, and it, it's the, it was the right thing to do to keep it like to get get rid of all the magic and mm-hmm. get rid of all the superhero powers and uh, you know. The kingpin's just smart, yeah, and 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 and, and you know angry yeah. and and you know determined yeah. and and money runs a long way, man. Yeah, he bought everybody. Yeah, the FBI. Like there was the, there was one twist in it that I didn't. We're going to talk a lot of twists in our upcoming episodes, especially this one in the Halloween episode. But there was a twist in season three where I did not see it coming. It's when uh, Nadim goes to. His bosses with yeah. the internal uh, yeah. affairs guy, the win agent yeah. win, and she pops him. Yeah, I was. You're I, sitting there, and he gets shot in the head. I was like, oh, was that was that Ben Poindexter? Yeah. Because they kept. I, I thought I'm telling Chelsea we're watching it together. I'm like, everybody in this scene is going to die because you're <laughs> they're sitting at a table at the like the bay window, and whenever there's a window and they focus like I've learned this from The Walking Dead. Whenever they focus straight on one character. A headshot's about to happen. Well, I was also thinking in my head, I was like, there's a lot, like, I had a Dexter feeling. I was like, there's a lot of plastic. Yeah. There's a right. lot of plastic. <laughs> and she's like, oh, we're moving. I was like, you're moving in or out? Like, it, yeah. That was the only thing that kind of clued, like, I didn't think she was going to do it. Yeah. It, it, I didn't the Dean's really... boss, Tam- Tammy yeah. uh, Hatley, winds up being on the take too. Everybody. Yeah. I, the only person I thought, like, I'm sitting there, I'm like, Blake Tower has to be on the take, because like the, you, that you, whole Foggy and him dynamic, yeah. it really wasn't needed. But I well, feel I felt like he was going to be on the take. Yeah, you know, it wasn't needed necessarily, but it was a way for Foggy to be to make the like statements that he made, and yeah. then have like a you know, and make him likable. Yeah, because I think he turned into a scumbag halfway through. But he was two. trying not to be. Yeah, he was. He was a rich scumbag, but yeah, he got he, the hot he, girlfriend. Yeah, the big job. Remember when we saw him in New York? Yeah, <laughs> I told Chelsea, I was like, it looked like he was coming down from a vendor. <laughs> I'm sure he's, he might have been. Yeah, I'm sure he's super nice, but uh, he he was truly redeemed in in this season. Yeah. But I think the the besides Matt Matt Murdock was my favorite, but besides Charlie Cox's portrayal, the evolution and the introduction of Ben Poindexter was yeah. huge. Like the fight scene, Daredevil is known for their amazing fight scenes. Yeah. There's one scene where I'm like, 
how much computer anim- animation did they use on this when they're fighting in the office? Right. Things like episode seven. Yeah. Did it look like a video game to you? It felt like a little bit, but like they're fighting, like they're jumping through cubicles, like it's everything I want to do at my office. Like throw <laughs> knives and like throw uh, scissors and like erasers at people. But the way that Dex was able to like just utilize that stuff was like the true bullseye. Yeah, and it was the closest we could get to to that without saying it's magic or yep. it's it's a special power. It's they explained it kind of explained it away as him being. I would say, you know, you're a therapist, but, uh, like, autistic in a way, like, yeah, obsessive. Like, like, like Asperger-y. Yeah. Yeah. Like, he has, you know, he's conditioned himself to be obsessed about, that's how he keeps himself from going and becoming a killer. Yeah, he has to, he has his routines, and, yeah. you know, he has to be clean, and he has to listen to his, his Walkman, and yeah, it didn't work. Because, I mean, well, it worked, once you know, his girl got killed, he was, was in a job over. where he was allowed to kill people. Yeah. So it worked for that. But And, like, as soon as they, like, they were like, I knew going in that um, Wilson Bethel was playing Bullseye. But when he said move it, convict, I didn't, I didn't know what Wilson Bethel looked like. Like, right. I went into this not knowing what he looked like because I didn't want to research. What, yeah. yeah. Um, and that's, that's hard for me because of the other podcasts we do previews. But I believe we saw Wilson Bethel already in Daredevil season one or two. Okay. And when he was introduced, reintroduced in this one, that firefight scene was amazing. Yeah. Like, I'm like, Kingpin's dead. Yeah. And, like, <laughs> I'm, in the back of my head, I'm like, there's nothing telling me that he's not dead because we saw what happened with Cottonmouth. We saw what happened with everybody else. Like, he could just die right here. Yeah. Like, that's all. Well, like, they've set a precedent for... No, no, but no villain Nobody's safe. safe. Right. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, he's dead here. It's going to be brutal. <laughs> Who are they bringing in? And then it's just like the Albanians are just getting... Headshot, headshot, headshot. <laughs> and then it's Dex just standing there. And, like, he's got the worst name ever. Yeah. Benjamin Poindexter. Yeah, he just comes out of, like, the smoke and just pops everybody yeah. and kills everybody. And it's very American sniper-esque. Like, he just destroys everybody. It was like ben- I was like I was watching Benghazi in the middle of Hell's <laughs> Kitchen. And just the way that he, we saw him go from, like, hero to psychotic villain right and just the the way that he was able to be played like he was played by every single person he, until the end yeah uh, and he matt even played him at that point right like he's like the, yeah he was always a victim yeah a victim but i mean he's it's not he's not redeemable he doesn't have any i don't think he's ever redeemable do you think they humanized him too much i don't know i don't think they did i think they gave him a they need to have because daredevil is close i mean although he's you know He's not a mutant. He wasn't yeah. born with special powers. He got these through something. Yeah, through uh, the but, Rand uh, yeah. chemicals. There's no specific superpowers in this, in in, in Daredevil, in this season especially. No. There hasn't been. And Only I'm thinking, ninjas yeah. and snipers. Right. And uh, so in order to, to keep him grounded and keep him as a human, they had to give him a way and a reason to become yeah. who he is. Yeah. And you know. I, I love the bullseye <clears throat> storyline. and. Just right. like throwing the scissors and everything like that, that was great. But there's a scene when they're fighting in the church, and he yeah. throws the rosary beads through the the stained glass yeah. at Karen. And I'm like, he's just throwing like it's like he's in Michaels <laughs> and he's just throwing beads at Karen. But like, there I guess a, how fast he's yeah. throwing this shit, it could real it could kill you. Yeah. And he killed a priest in the house of God, Tom. <laughs> it was crazy. Like I saw that and I was like, so many times, Karen was saved. Yeah. And it was Daredevil saved her like. I know he's blind and he's got he's got like heightened awareness. Yeah. But how the hell is he catching this stuff seconds before it kills his friends? 
I, yeah, I don't know. He's phenomenal. He's got special, you know, reflexes. But the, I guess because you, you got to, I kept thinking that too. I was like, okay, well, Bullseye's been, you know, he's a sniper and this and that. And, he, you know, he's a sociopath and, mm-hmm. is, and, and psychotic. So he's been trained, but he also wants to kill people. Yeah, that yeah, that he, pushes you further than you should be able to go. Yeah. And the same with like Wilson Fish, you get to say. Yeah, but he had no problem killing people. I always had to like think in the back of my head, I was like, oh, yeah. A, you know, Matt's been trained by the stick yeah. and the hand, basically. Well, no, it's uh, who, who's Stick's organization. Stick was, with, I believe, he was with the hand at one point, right? But he, you know, we'll call him the foot. Yeah. He was trained by Shredder, so he was. I was like, oh yeah, that's right. He was trained to be a ninja. Yeah, and uh, you know, I forget about that sometimes. So, do you think Daredevil could beat Batman in hand-to-hand combat? I don't know. They both have the same kind of story, essentially. Like they were raised by assassins, right. and they're. They're very skilled martial artists. Yeah. Just match the poor version and blind version of Bruce. Right. Yeah. And, you know. Is there anybody who can beat Batman in a fight? I don't think so. Not even Black Panther? Maybe. He's richer. He's rich. He's got way more money and better tech. Yeah. I think Black Panther is the only one who could take him, but I would love to see always You always want to say, well, obviously, you know, that guy will beat him because blah, 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 reason. Then it gets written, and it turns out Batman has... You know, anti-vibranium yeah, spray right. on his belt. But how does how does Batman factor in? Like, all right, so Batman's whole thing is like his intellect. Yeah. How does he factor in heightened senses of a blind man? I don't know. Like, you can't get inside. But how does he factor in? Like, is Bat- a, a super alien from another? You know, yeah. and there's only one thing, but he knows about that one thing, and he's be able yeah. been able to. How's he beat a, an Amazon goddess? Yep. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. I don't know, man. I, I feel like if Batman didn't have such a great line of writers, right? Uh, Batman would just be homeless. You know what I mean? Like spending all his money. But I would, I would still. I think the, Batman is closer to Ben Poindexter, yeah, than he is Daredevil. Well, like Bullseye is essentially Batman if he snaps, right? Because Batman's just going out and killing yeah. everybody. If it, it, yeah, if it just goes the wrong, just a little bit the wrong way, he turns into Ben Poindexter. Yeah. Do you think? Um, while we're on Batman, do you think Charlie Cox could play Batman? Yeah. I think he could be a great Batman. Right. Yeah. He's already set up for it. I mean, he's been doing superhero, so he yeah. might be... And he's, you know, he's technically ripped. he's going to be ty- typecast. Yeah. But he would play, like, he, you know, definitely a, a leaner... Yeah. Like... Shorter Batman. Yeah. Because he's what? Well, they say it. He's like 5'10", 5'11", but... Yeah. Well, let me let me see. I have a picture of him. Yeah, right there. Yeah, he's got to be around, like, 5'10", five 5'... Five, yeah. Maybe 6 feet tall. And he's leaner. I... <laughs> I'd like to see him stay as he is and not get, like, super huge. Yeah. But I think, and he probably will because he's probably going to do something else if this is the end. I mean, I haven't seen him in anything else. Right. I mean, the only thing I think I've, I know him from is Boardwalk Empire. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Well, he yeah. played um, the sniper, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, it's it's something. I, the, the, but, yeah, he could. I think he could. I, I would I would pay to see it. I'd watch a Batman movie with him in it. Then again, I'd watch a Batman movie with anybody in it because it's <laughs> Batman. Um, the only complaints I had with this season... Uh, was number one, the Karen Page origin story. Yeah, and my, my whole thing goes. I think that thirteen episodes is too much. You know this. Yeah, I think thirteen episodes leaves you with a lot of filler, and that's what I liked about Iron Fist season two. It was only ten episodes, right? And it it transitioned very smoothly, and there wasn't a lot of filler. But this one, like, I don't give a shit about Penny's Place Diner in, <laughs> in Bumblefuck, Washington. Like, I don't care about that. Yeah, they had. Yeah, you brought up a good point before we got on that. Uh, that was her. 
porn star moment. Yeah. Um, well, let's say born it, again, she's just, in the comic books, yeah, she turns into a porn star yeah. and a heroin addict. Yeah, you can't have that. And right. She can't SD up in the Netflix universe. So that was, which I, once they sh- went down that road of her snorting coke and she was like porn shots, I was like, all right, maybe, maybe yeah. they are going to go that <laughs> right. way. But they didn't. Yeah, Frank would have saved her. <laughs> Frank loves her. But uh, yeah, I mean, wouldn't that be great if, you know, Punisher, Daredevil, whatever, is like a, a love triangle over right. Karen. Oh man, that'd be great. It would work. It would work. Could you imagine more fights between the two of them? Yeah. Throwing Moon Knight. You bring it everybody. All the fights are in hallways. Yep. And again, like there was, there was what two or three hallway fights yeah. in this. Well, one? there was the the one where he's beat up and he barely could do anything. Yeah. He just keeps falling and punching guys. Yeah, in the middle of the hallway. Yeah. I'm like Chelsea's watching. I mean, she's never seen any of the other ones. She's only okay. seen um, the ending of season two. He's like, you have to watch this with, with Frank Castle in it. And I was like, a shame from The Walking Dead. She's like, well, I like him. So we watched that. But we're watching it, and she's like, why are they always in hallways? I said, don't worry. There's going to be an awesome <laughs> scene where this blind man runs and jumps off the wall and knocks you out. It's going to be great. Yeah. So that, that was a good – the first one was really good because he's beat up. But he did a lot of fighting off the ground, like, he, yeah. like drunken master fighting. Yeah, and I think that was great Yeah. because he was trying – like his back was hurting him, his hip was hurting him. He, like, he, yeah. was, a, he was broken. He was a yeah. broken man. He was uh, It was like Batman Origins. You know, it was like kind of like uh, Batman Begins. Yeah, yeah. Where you're getting essentially 13 hours of uh, <laughs> Daredevil's movie. So that was my one reason that I didn't like it. The second one was um, Wilson Fisk's wife does not listen one bit. No. That last episode, he's telling her to run. And Matt Murdock's telling her to run. And she just times, she just stood on the steps. It takes a few on. steps. Well, she, that jacket's bulletproof yeah, or well, knifeproof or something. Yeah, but she, she can't dodge a like a flower vase that's coming right. at her head from a well, marksman. Murdoch had to save her like three, exactly. three or four times. He's like, go, go, and she's like, she's like, oh, Vanessa, two steps, and she's just staring back. And Chelsea's like, Murdoch is like blocking shots. Yeah, he's like, like Matumbo. Yeah, but, like Embiid's coming through. He's swatting everything. Chelsea's like, if this bitch doesn't climb up the steps, <laughs> take three more steps. Yes, yeah, all you have to do is just get to the top and run. Like, she wouldn't have been arrested. Like she was just there to watch. Like it yeah. was a very, uh, I don't know. She was a cuck. Yeah, she's a superhero cuck. <laughs> Or run towards uh, uh, Ben Poindexter. Yeah. That's always a good idea. Just run towards him so he can't like throw anything at you. Yeah, close range. He's probably not that good. Try to stay behind him and close to him. Yes, yeah. even behind him, he knocked the the lady out. So the the last thing, the third thing, was that we didn't get a Daredevil suit. We didn't get Matt a new in a new Daredevil yeah. suit. Uh, ben wore the Devil suit more than anything. Yeah, um, and I'm glad we got a little bit of that because I, I love that suit in general. Yeah, it's a cool suit. But when he went and saw Melvin. <laughs> who eventually becomes Gladiator in the comics. Yeah. Um, and we saw a little bit of Gladiator in this one. I was yeah. like, oh, that's really cool, where he's throwing, like, the, the circular saw plates. Yeah. I was like, this is this is amazing. And um, and Betsy's in it. You know, he, that's another ca- comic character. I was like, oh, we're getting another suit. We're getting an awesome suit. And, like, all the like the lo- the promo art was, like, Matt in the black suit, and he's getting dropped over with, like, the red paint, whatever, yeah. and it's going to Daredevil stuff. I wanted that suit. I wanted a suit. It didn't have to be a red one. It could have been the hot dog one that everybody hates. <laughs> but like, I won't. Like, that's the thing about Netflix. Like, they really stay away from the comic book accurate suits, right? You know what I mean, they, they drop them. They're like, it's really go. hard to. You know, X Men suffered from this for a long yeah. time. Like, it's hard to. It's hard. It's hard to make an excuse for some of these suits. Like, yeah. Why would anybody wear that? But Daredevil says it bad. No, it's protection, and he, you know, it's special ordered the the the. The, the horns and everything. Yeah. He was wearing Under Armour sweatpants, like Fila sweatpants, <laughs> and like an old like Galaxy T-shirt he tied around his face. Yeah, 
So like I mean, at least put like the Robin mask on or yeah. something. I wanted a suit, and like that's me nitpicking, but like overall, like best season of Daredevil, yeah, yeah. I thought it's so top to bottom. I think you know Wilson Fisk showed up huge. Like yeah. showed us how how hard he was and how ready he was for and, anything. And you really get this like. If you don't watch like Law and Order, Criminal Intent, you don't really know how good Vincent D'Onofrio right. is. Like you see him as ha- uh, Hoskins from like the, uh, Jurassic World, and like he's done some other movies like Magnificent Seven, but he was phenomenal in this. Like yeah. from top to bottom, like he was sympathetic, he was angry, he was aggressive, he was a mastermind, he was loving, he was a really good. Like the layers to this man was was phenomenal. Yeah, and it, they humanized him absolutely. In a way. Yeah, he did it all for love. Yeah. He's he's the I mean, he's so whipped. Right. That he will buy the FBI for his love. Right. And to a point where he almost seemed needy. Mhm. Uh, you know, cuz he was like, you know, I need Vanessa. Yeah, nothing else mattered to him. And and he did make mistakes once he had her mm-hmm. that led him that led to his downfall. Like the marriage. Like first right. of all, that was the shittiest vow exchange I've ever heard. <laughs> like he's like, "Do you?" Yeah. "Do you?" Yeah, then you do. Yeah, and I'm like, come on, come on, preacher. I think he was just read. It, he must have been the cardinal. Fill-in. He must have been the fill-in because he, I guess the other priest that was going to do it was uh, <laughs> was dead. Were you surprised that they uh, they waited to like episode nine to reveal that um, the nun was his mom? Yeah, well, yeah, and uh, like it was like real backhandedly too. Like she said, and was shocked that he was downstairs and heard her. Yeah, well, at this point, that's that was kind of one I questioned. At this point, she knows what he's able able to do. Yeah, he he sat down there and told her how many trains were running, right, and how many people were on each train. Yeah, she's a floor above him, saying, saying out loud, like, you know, just like your your dad. Yeah, Ugh. um, you know, there was a lot of cursing in the house of God in the season. Yeah, very oh, that's bl- Catholics, very blasphemous. Yeah, um, it, I thought that was kind of a weak point, like to be introduced that way yeah it would have been better if she said you know you know i could you know i know what you could do yeah of course i, I meant for you to hear it but yeah, i've watched you for i've watched you grow up your entire yeah. life you don't think that i took you in as my own for some reason like you are my own like that yeah. you're just like your father like every time he was getting beat up she should have said you are just like your father and then like boom light bulb goes on maybe he can see for a second and he's like oh my god and then goes blind again but i don't know I, I also like the church fight club. Yeah, I feel like that's happening in Catholic churches all the time. Yeah, I you know I had a uh, an uncle who died and he told a lot of stories. I don't know what what you could believe, but he always told me that he used to do stuff like that. Like his priest at his school would would uh, like hold boxing matches and stuff. Awesome. That's, I think that's an old like city thing. Yeah, like the Catholic churches would do stuff like that and have hold boxing clubs. And I mean, they have to do something other than molest kids. So <laughs> yeah. I mean, if if you're just going to hold underground fight clubs, yeah, it's you could say it's sort of bad timing to, to try to find the church redemptive in any yeah. way. Yeah, it's like, well, you know, you don't know what just happened, but you know, the rest of the world yeah. is. And you know, it's it's good that he like, like he kind of just like disavowed god for most of the time he was like i'm just gonna yeah i'm gonna be i'm gonna embrace the devil you know i knew i knew he was gonna go back to it that's his whole storyline yeah. is you know he's born again born again born again and he's probably one of the most religious people in the yeah. comic books but yeah and he, you know he's young goddamn and yeah you know, you're a pussy but his <laughs> whole i mean storyline all together from you know beginning till now is he's a catholic yeah, and that's always been his thing. He's so. kind of like if Nacho Libre was <laughs> was blind and like a superhero. You know, it's like the whole it's the Nacho Libre origin story. But 
if this is the end, I think this was a good last season. I don't think it is, though. I, I hope it isn't. Um, I just hope that it's, if it is the end, it's the end of just the series in general, and they don't recast and do a whole new oh, origin no, story. That would, I can't invest time and, and patience yeah. into another cast. This would be the third Daredevil casting and Yeah, I'm not going to do years. that. I mean, this is, Daredevil's successful, and I think it's, you know, people are loving it. Yeah. Um, the the final episode is one of the you know most critically acclaimed episodes of the series. So mm-hmm. I just don't see that happening. If they want to end it and just take all of it off Netflix, this is a good way to do it. Yeah. But they left it very open ended. They really did. We like, do see Bullseye come back. Yeah, he's getting or his turned spine. into Bullseye. Yeah, he's getting his spine, you know, upgraded, upgraded to not what not what we want as adamantium, but right. to some cybernetic fashionable metal Some that's going steel, on there. Yeah. Uh, but we see the, the bullseye in his eye. Yeah. I don't know I where think, the hell that came from. Did Matt say bullseye once? No. They didn't say bullseye at all. I thought he said something all about we, it. All we saw was the, the bullseye logo on when his baseball hat, cap. Yeah. And uh, that was it. I was, I'm was i sitting there writing the, the dialogue in my head like and, and out loud when I'm watching and I'm like, he hit somebody and I'm waiting for him like bullseye. I was like, no, it didn't happen there either. <laughs> and the whole time I'm waiting for him to say it, but it didn't happen. But overall, um, yeah, this across the board, it was perfect. I thought it was. Yeah, I just, thought, and and I, you know, it, it sucks that it, the news comes. Yeah. That everything's being canceled. Yeah, other than this, what, you know, not really. But what terrible timing. Yeah. Like the week that it comes out, the day that it comes out, you find out that something connected to it gets canceled. My thought as a fan is like, oh well, they're going to cancel this too. Why the hell should I watch this? Yeah, you know, on, it could be. Yeah, and Netflix is they're banking on people knowing that it's Marvel. But well, that's the thing is, I didn't think once Luke Cage that, was getting canceled. Once, yeah, neither did I. Um, once that that news came out, Disney to save face to should have came out and said, hey, everything's all right. Yeah, you know, Daredevil's not getting canceled, or or we have other plans. They didn't really release a statement. Nothing. You know, saying what's protected, what's not protected. Yep. But to even for this to make money, you should have just came out and said, "No, Daredevil's fine." Yeah. You know, the, we have other plans for these properties. At least and, give it a week to breathe, and like, if you're yeah. going to cancel something connected to it, like, be like, okay. It's yeah, done. I don't know. Maybe they want to cancel it, you know, before checks cash or something. You know, I don't know. Yeah, maybe they started production next week or something. Yeah. They're like, you know, you're you're expecting Mike Mike Walter to be there and. No one's there. Well, yeah, I mean that could be the thing because this was this was bumped forward. Yeah, you know? this was bumped real forward too. Yeah. Like this just came out of nowhere. San Diego Comic Con, they're like, oh, it's yeah. coming out. And There's a lot of weird things going on with timelines and scheduling, yeah. and, and and I'm worried in that case. But the TV show, the show itself, made me think there's there's something further. Yeah, but. That could not have mattered. I mean, they they could have had this. They this has been shot for a long time. Yeah, and then you know the the app and everything else and disney you know transitioning to their own you know, yeah, the disney their play. own play so who knows maybe yeah. they just didn't care yeah you know i'm gonna keep my fingers crossed for it we'll see what happens yeah. let's move on to uh, doctor who all right doctor who comes out and like i said 17 times uh, the woman who fell to earth yeah. the first uh, jody whittaker episode of doctor who um the first without stephen moffat yeah. Um, the, the first one of the 2018 year without Nardle and uh, <laughs> Pearl. Or, or what's, uh, not Pearl. Pearl Mackey's her name. Yeah. What's her name? Billy. Billy. Uh, Bill, yeah. Bill, yeah. Wh- what did you think of uh, the premiere, The Woman Who Fell to Earth? It, 
it wasn't as epic as I wanted it to be. Yeah, I'm the same I want it like an epic two-hour introduction. Yeah, it was long. Like, I-, I DVR'd it. I didn't watch it live. But, like, you got, like, commercial, 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 panel. Yeah. Commercial, 15 seconds of the show, panel again. Like, yeah. the panel should have been the after show. Right. Like, it, I get it, but I was reading the, the IMDb stuff. I stayed away from Rotten Tomatoes. I was reading IMDb stuff. It's coming in average 7.6 yeah. I don't know where they got it from though because I read the comments and it was like all the reviews on it more ones than nothing there's like more ones than nines and it said like this was the worst episode first episode first episode it was you know a very bad start to go without Moffat the writing was poor like visually I thought it was brilliant yeah uh, your villain Tim Shaw was great like the wire thing where it was kind of like the the eels connecting each other that yeah. was cool it was kind of bland with the writing aspect, though. Um, there were some lines, and I can't remember. It's been a while since I watched it. But there were lines that were really cheesy. It was, like, too cheesy to be British. Right. Um, she she wasn't... I don't know. I don't know what they're... Maybe they went so far to make her not special that it was, like, hard to... You know, to make her just another doctor. Yeah. When, not to be special. It was, it was hard to, to get behind her. I think it's good. Yeah. It, but it wasn't the best introduction. Yeah, I don't think there were chemistry issues. No. I just think it was more of, like, feeling, feeling it I out. haven't watched the second episode, so I don't yeah, know. Yeah, likewise. I, you know, I still plan on watching every episode, but... Yeah, this is... It didn't... I didn't hate it. Right. I was just a little underwhelmed. Now, do you think... Not, not do you think... When a doctor regenerates, right? Yeah. Are they conscious that they are, like, they were who they were before? No, I mean, that's been a thing, is they have to... They're always lose some memories, okay. and it, they have to regain them. But she knew that she was a Scotsman. Like she went back to saying, "Like I was a seventy-five-year-old Scotsman." Right. And like a lot of it, like she she reminded me of David Tennant's years as Doctor Who, like kind of quirky, kind of like yeah. you know standoffish at, at some points, but kind of like sarcastic. But going into it, I was like, "How does she know so much yet know so little?" Yeah. Because like they rebranded the Sonic Screwdriver now. What's it called? The Sonic Swiss, Ar- Swiss Army? Yeah, something like that. Um, I, don't, I hope that doesn't stick. Yeah, we'll see. I like the Sonic Screwdriver, but I, I don't see why there was a big hubbub about this going this going to be shit, though. You know, from, from a standpoint, like, it wasn't the best. No. But I like this one better than Eccleston's first episode. Yeah. Or and, I, I, and that's the first Steve... I'm, I'm going to go based off of the first Stephen Moffat episode. Right. And that was Eccleston's first one. And then versus this one. I like this one more than I like that one. I might have even liked this one more than, um, uh, what's his name's first episode? Capaldi? Uh, Capaldi's. Okay. The beginning of Capaldi wasn't all that great. Yeah. So, you know. Yeah, I mean. It's, it's not, this isn't the end of, you know, Doctor Who. No, not it, at all. It it needs some, I think it could use a little help. Yeah. But. What did you think of the, the companion? So we got... Uh, Bradley Walsh, who plays Graham O'Brien, who's probably like 73. Yeah. She, he's Capaldi. He's age. a retiree. Yeah. yeah. You got Tosin Cole, who plays Ryan Sinclair, who uh, is essentially a YouTuber. He's like <laughs> us. Uh, then you got Mandip Gill, who plays uh, Yasmin Khan, she's a police officer. And then it also featured Sharon Clark, who played Grace O'Brien, who's not going to be um, a companion. Spoiler alert. She died. Yeah. Uh, she's gone. She had the most personality. She really did. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like, I thought it started off super cheesy. This grown man can't ride a bicycle. Right. Well, and he's like, got some disorder. But, like, the way that he was riding that bicycle, and yeah. he got so, like, like, 
just he threw it <clears> off. <throat> he threw it off like the mountain. Yeah. I was like, Jesus Christ, this kid. Like, and he, he was able to go bike. back and get it. I thought that was weird too. I'm like, yeah, and it was in perfect condition. Like his bike wasn't even ruined. What did you think of the the companions? I I don't man. They, I, I don't like Graham. He went from somebody who you you feel sorry for to seventy three year old dickhead. Right. Like, so quickly. Like as soon as shit hit the fan, he became like an asshole. Right, and I didn't. I don't feel anything for him. No, me either. They, they. I don't. I feel like he's gonna walk away. Like he's gonna be if if they're gonna like let's say Nardole or Bill comes back, he's gonna be the first one to walk away. Yeah, but they didn't do anything to make me care about them. Yeah, which I I think apathy is like that's the worst that you could have is something like not care about something. Yeah. So the only one I I liked out of the three was um, Yasmin. Yeah, I think she's the most redeemable. Um, I think she she has the the most upside. Ryan's kind of I think Ryan's going to be your liability because he seems kind of bullheaded. Right, like he's going to get into situations where he's going to need a lot of saving. Yeah, and you yeah, redemption. Yasmin kind of has that bullheadedness too because doesn't she screw it up by unplugging the like she unplugs something right? Yeah, and um, like the, uh, where, where she's fighting yeah. Tim Shaw. Yeah, and like the doctor's like, why'd you do that? And that just got glossed over so quickly. It was like, oh, forgive and forget, real quick. Let's go shopping. And then you have like a, it was like a Mean Girls montage where she's picking out her new outfits. <laughs> and she goes with the uh, the Mork outfit. Yeah. And like, I, I get it. Like, she has to define her own look. And I don't have anything anything wrong well, with Well, she her. was dressed as Peter Capaldi's doctor yeah. the whole time. Yeah, so. 90% of the episode. And then she goes into it. But the, the I think there's like some subtext to this that um, the writers are putting into it. It's kind of the season's going to be a prove yourself, like okay. kind of subtext, subplot. I think uh, Graham has to prove himself to Ryan that I'm I'm worthy of your grandmother's love. Being your dad yeah. or stepdad or, or grand, 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 uh, step-grandfather. Yeah. Uh, like your grandmother died. She picked me. You hated me. You'll never call me pop. Um, I'm wor- I was worthy of her love. I feel like that's yeah. – he has to redeem or prove himself to Ryan. Ryan has to prove himself to himself. Because he's got some confidence issues. He's a YouTuber who's really not success, uh, successful. I think his plate had like 322 <laughs> views. Um, and he works in like a warehouse. He doesn't know where he wants to go. He obviously can't ride. Well, he can ride a bike now. But like he's got some limitations. I think he needs to prove himself because there's some confidence issues. Um, Yaz has to prove, prove herself to everybody. Yeah, well, uh, she, yeah, yeah, she's on a... Uh, she's a rookie cop. The, yeah, she's a rookie. Yeah, nobody trusts like, trust her with the big stuff. They actually they send her out to find this like Aladdin lamp. Yeah, whatever. Album. And yeah, and then Tim Shaw comes out. Like and that's your villain's name is Tim Shaw. Yeah. And he, but he's not like he's not human. I no. don't know. I thought they were the guys from Kin. Like he popped out of that, and he had very <laughs> Kin like. And like that's when I'm like, okay, this is Doctor Who because like the villain is always cool, really cool. Yeah. Um, and you're getting to it, and you're like, this guy's really cool. He's very militant. He's very stealthy. And then he pulls off his mask, and he's got the teeth. All over his face. Yeah, he's like, it was weird. He's like um, Cookie Monster with teeth all over his face. He was badass. Yeah. Uh, and like just the introduction to all that stuff. Like the effects were really cool. Like the the prism where Ryan presses the prism and then the, the pod comes up. And then like the lamprey kind of thing where it's like I thought it was just like USB cables that were in the middle of the train just zapping people. But I thought that storyline was really cool because you had to start off with like a really deep story. Not a deep storyline but an impactful storyline where – Everybody can die. Yeah. Like, if this doesn't go well, they could... Just the escape plan could have been Jodie Whittaker. One episode, she blows up. 
she wasn't worthy <laughs> and then, you, then you like somebody else is a doctor but i don't know i think there's going to be i mean there's obviously backlash that people not liking her and i've already seen like when like the facebook group the, the doctor who facebook group and people are like oh I gave you your chance and that's yep. it you, we're done yeah there's a lot of that still Absolutely. going on and that's from everybody from women men you know doctor who fans but and you know capaldi got some backlash but capaldi turned into like one of my favorites mm-hmm. of all time so i don't know like this wasn't maybe i i, I had high i had really high expectations yeah. i really really want this to be the best thing doctor who's done in a long time it wasn't but it wasn't bad yeah it was still good she it's it, it's hard to write somebody who doesn't know who they are exactly. like literally doesn't know who they yeah. are and is, is like suffering through amnesia and she her whole the whole point of her story was she is still confused about her past like she feels she's wearing capaldi's clothes mm-hmm. and she talks about like other things that happened with you know I was a Scotsman and you know I was taller and all this other. She's basically yeah she's basically saying I don't know who I am. And, you know I got to figure out who I am and why I'm here yeah. and what I why I know the things I know. All while saving the world. Right. So maybe they could have used Moffat to clean that up a little bit. But all in all, that's what the story called for. She had to be confused about who she was. Yeah, it's it to put in like a sports mentality. It's like a new head coach coming along with a new quarterback. Yeah, you know what I mean. You're gonna have some feeling out process. You're not gonna blow your opponent away by the first game. Yeah, you're gonna have to. You're gonna have to, you're gonna earn that. You're gonna have to work right. towards it. And this new showrunner, new doctor, you know huge fan base a rabid fan base already amongst controversy that you've casted a woman so the, the the cards were against them i don't think that they failed to deliver i just think they just underperformed yeah maybe yeah i was a little un- underwhelmed <clears throat> yeah i agree it was it was a little underwhelming but you know i'm not it felt like a doctor who episode i, I will say that yeah it didn't feel like i was watching a whole new all sci-fi the, series yeah all the yeah, definitely didn't. They didn't lose the the feel and the aesthetic, and it looks it might look better than the rest of yeah. them. <clears throat> they are benefiting from better effects, and and it looks like they spent a little more on set costs too. Yeah, like they this one just didn't take place in somebody's basement. Yeah, like there or so many just other. like random parts of London. Yeah, there are so many different. Like this was in Sheffield. Yeah, and like you're on the scaffolding, you're in a bus and train, you're in the city, you're at apartments, you're at everywhere. Yeah, I think they did a good job. I, yeah, I don't. Do, I have high expectations. I yeah. think the rating is good, and I think it's probably suffering from the the misogynists that say, "Oh, can't. Yeah. That's it. She failed. That's yep. it. You know, kill her off. Yep. Hope she's dead by the last one. This is this is a man's job. Yeah. Yeah. You know, kill her off. You know, the Christmas episode. Well, but I, I don't think that's the way it's going to be. No, I, I don't think, think she's one and done. Yeah, I think she's pretty secure. Hopefully, she is. I don't. You know, I don't want like Eccleston had one season. You yeah, know, I don't want that. I want her to just be the doctor for a while and let it progress like all the doctors have progressed. Yeah, and, I don't. You know, I don't want this to turn into Doctor Who, like early '80s, where like it was very cycled out. Like everybody got one yeah. season. Like once Tom Baker was done, it was like boom, you're this guy. Now, now you're out. Yeah. Now you're there. Now you're out. And I don't want that to be like that. And it seems like Doctor Who kind of cycles that way. Um. I don't want this to be the start of the cycle. Yeah. Because like you started out with one and done 
and then you're going well, into like multiple. If seasons. we're going to talk about what we think is going to happen to her, I think they're going to, I think they're prepared for negative backlash yeah. from fans. Yeah. I think they've prepared themselves, and they know that they have to, like you said, everybody has to prove themselves. You know, that's what this 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 yeah. episode was about. She has to do the same thing. Yeah, she, Over this, I wrote her down. The doctor has to prove through her companions and the viewers that she's yeah. worthy. So I, I think as long as she gets, you know, if she wins over some, I think she'll easily get a second. Because you can't, you know, it's unfortunate, but you can't base, you know, the critics' reviews. Well, the critics are one thing, but you can't base the, the, the fans' reviews, you know, just off of her you know, performance alone. Yeah. It's always going to be, you know, if you read them, it is always like, oh, well, you know, obviously they should have never cast a woman in the first place. And it's not Jodie Whittaker's fault. Yeah. This this falls maybe on the lack of a Moffat. Yeah, and you're, like, most people, I think, going into it are going to, when they're listening to critics and the reviews, they're going to hear the screaming over the, like, the educated yeah. review of it. Like, we're not screaming about how awful this series was. We're not saying that it was awful. We're saying that it's a feeling out process, a new process for, for these the parties involved. And that's it's still a watchable show and it's still you should watch this show. Yeah. Because I feel like this is a series that's gonna have an episode like Gridlocked or like uh Vincent and the Doctor where it's gonna stand out. And like you're gonna yeah. there's gonna this season's gonna come with an episode that you can you maybe put out like top ten Doctor Who episodes. I feel like I feel positive that like with the amount of people that you have involved in the show and like how culturally significant this is going to be i think you have your first uh indian companions you know you have three companions of different age brackets different genders i feel like this is gonna have a huge episode it could yeah it, 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 it could be it's set up to be significant yeah it, it the, the 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 people involved are set up to be significant yeah. um they just have to let it happen yeah. and my mind yeah. might change the moment the TARDIS comes in and it's completely different. Yeah. You know, and well, they have to change. She has to find it. And yeah. We have haven't seen the TARDIS. Yeah. We haven't seen the TARDIS at all. Um, if the TARDIS is like, I don't know, hot pink, <laughs> I, I might not be on board. Yeah. Because I just, I think the TARDIS, when I think TARDIS, it's blue. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. We'll always see what they do inside. What if they made the TARDIS more of like a, like a smaller phone book, phone booth now? <laughs> like, you know, how it's like the police in the box is big. What if it's more of just like the, the narrow one, but it, like as soon as you go in, it like splinters in like a yeah. genie bottle. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, maybe it'll be throw pillows. Or yeah, something right. In there. It's, it looks like uh, I dream a genie when you go in there. <laughs> There's like velvet and satin everywhere. Yeah, Capaldi's was like you know. Uh, Capaldi's was like a brewery. Yeah, and like a, uh, he was like a an old rock star. Or, yeah, very you know, steampunk. Never made it. Yeah, yeah, like clash posters on each <laughs> on each of the wall. Uh, I don't know. I'm. I'm on board with this season. It's uh, it's something that I'm going to continue to watch. I'm sure. I fell behind two episodes just because. Uh, yeah, I've me been, too. I've I've watched a lot of movies <laughs> and a lot of Netflix uh, these past few weeks. And I, uh, you know, what I caught up on? Well, not caught up on what I started watching. Uh, Titans. Yep. Have you watched it yet? I watched uh, both episodes available. So good, right? Yeah. It's not what I thought it was going to be. Right. I thought this, this was is what I hope shit. the Disney app is like. Yeah. It's like it. They offer you everything that's produced. Yeah. Uh, whether you like, you know, and and I so far this is Titans could give uh, the Netflix Marvel stuff run for its money. Yeah. After episode two of Titans, I was like, oh my god, yeah, this is 
awesome. Like the fight scenes with Hawk and Dove, and like I feel like they hopefully they uh, they didn't miss an opportunity with Hawk or right. with Dove. Yeah. Uh, but you know maybe this was our our taste of early Hawk or late Hawk and Dove. Maybe we get a Hawk and Dove series. You know, cloak and daggers out there. We'll see. Would I mean, you, Hank Hall is kind of he's not redeemable like at all at this point. Like he's an asshole. He is, but he's he's kind of like Robin. Robin's yeah. not really redeemable either. No, Robin's a dickhead. Yeah, Robin's he's a, uh, Hawk is the same thing. He's seen everything. He's done everything. Yeah, and he's paying a huge price for it with no real like return. Yeah. He's got a beautiful apartment in Washington D.C. Yeah. He's got his pigeons up. I'm sure. Yeah. Maybe him and Mike Tyson are in like the same pigeon group on Facebook. But um, <laughs> did you see? This is the last thing I'm going to talk about because maybe some of our people haven't watched it. Um, did you see the the picture on uh, Hawk and Dove? It's like in their apartment where it was four people. It was Hawk, Dove, Robin, and the brown hair girl. Yeah. That's Wonder Girl. Oh, That's okay. Donna Troy. And okay. on his phone, he had uh, when Robin was calling Donna Troy's names on okay. there. Okay. Uh, Bruce's, Alfred. Um, and Lucius Fox. Okay. So we're going to see. I watched it on my phone, so I didn't get yeah. to see all that stuff. We're going to see Donna Troy. Yeah. For sure. Oh, yeah. Connor Leslie was cast as her. Okay. Um, I'm waiting for everybody. And Starfire, I, I had a lot of reservations about Starfire. Yeah, me too. Um, me too. <laughs> I still don't necessarily understand her character. Like I, I don't, don't think she It's kind of like Doctor Who. Right. She doesn't even know who the hell she's she is. She's very confused. Yeah, she's like, am I a hooker? Right, I, I uh, and it turns out she might be still. I don't know. Yeah, she might be like a high end escort. Where right. she like, she's badass. Yeah, like I she, really, I, I like her. I don't understand her, and I don't understand her capabilities. It's fine. Yeah, I mean, no, it's it's just it's two episodes, she, so they're still getting into. And it. And she was only in one. Yeah, and like you really haven't even seen Beast Boy. You Not saw at him all. for like half a second in the first episode where he's uh, stealing GameStop games. Oh, was, okay. Yeah, I didn't turns, even. He was the tiger. Yeah, and then he runs away, and he's yeah. he's just running around naked. Um. <laughs> That's a um, hero from Big Hero Six. Okay, that's the voice of him. But uh, I don't know. I'm th- this might be my favorite DC live action series so far. Yeah, I mean yeah. Arrow came back, and Arrow's first episode was amazing. Um, Black Lightning's kind of underwhelming for me right now. But I haven't. Well, I haven't even touched Black Lightning yet. It, you might not want to. Yeah. It uh, well, the second episode starts with DMX, okay. which is always a plus in my book. Uh, but Titans is uh, a series that. I think we're going to do a full series review or like a mid-series review okay. when this comes out because... Uh, yeah, Flash, uh, Flash was all right. Flash is all right. Um, Supergirl, eh. Supergirl's I see, I've never... Good. I'm not going to get... I never got into it because yeah. I thought it was going to go. And yeah. then the, I just watched the crossovers. Yeah, well, the crossover this year looks amazing. Yeah, it looks crazy. Uh, black superhero, Superman suit and the Flash and Arrow are switching powers and suits. Yeah. Yeah, so they showed Stephen Amell already and, uh, and uh, uh, Ruby Rose. Yeah, Batgirls looked awesome. Yeah, and like spot on. Tyler, uh, what's his name? Tyler Hodgson might get a a Superman TV show. They debunked that. Oh, really? They came out and debunked it and said uh, there's no interest in that. Really? I no, think, that, I think that might like, be true. I mean, that it, might be true. If this, we when, might be seeing the death throes of the DC um, WB yeah. uh, Arrowverse. When I saw that was coming out, they're like, "Oh, we're going to make a CW DC show." I was like, why the hell am I paying $8 a month for the DC Universe when I can just watch all the CW ones? They're going to get all the heroes I want. Yeah. If Superman gets like, if they're going to develop a Superman show, it needs to go to DC Universe. Sure. But but, they could use, you know, don't don't recast. They could use Tyler Hodgkin. Yeah, they should. Because obviously uh, they don't like Henry Cavill. That seems to be the problem. Um, They don't know how to, how you don't know how to 
work with the two biggest comic book toys ever with Batman and Superman and make it work is beyond me. Uh, but that's, you know, who knows? Just give, like, Chris Nolan, like, $50 million to just... I, he won't do it. Not, not... He just has to advise. No, Like, an br- advisory position. Bring in Kevin, uh, Kevin Feige. Give him a billion dollars to come over and save your franchise. Maybe... Bring in Kevin Smith, but then you have to bring in Jay. And, um, no, he'll be in every movie. Yeah. He'll just be trench coat in every movie. Jay and Silent Bob will just play Jay and Silent Bob. Yeah, every... like they do in The Flash. <laughs> the the one thing I will say that DC did, because now this is just going to be, this should be titled Random. but yeah, um, we're close to it. The DCEU has brought on James Gunn yeah. to rewrite, well, yeah, yeah, to rewrite Suicide Squad Part 2. Perfect fitting. It, it is. Um I don't know how much I agree. I, look, I, you know, I don't think James Gunn was ever really serious about all that stuff. Yeah. But there's there's a price to pay for that. You know, if you're the first guy to come out and speak out against what everybody else says, mm-hmm. if you become a loudmouth and you push your agenda, which I actually agree with everything James Gunn said about people. Yeah. I'm anti-Trump and anti-Republicans and all that. And I, you know, he made sense. But then you come out with the same weird garbage yep. you have to pay a price for that absolutely if you're going to be the loudest guy on the block you have to your reputation we, has to be clean. we said it before he should the first thing he should have done is delete all his old tweets right or he should have came out and said i have this i have something in my past that should be his apologies like yeah i they were all jokes yeah. and they're off color but he, james gunn doesn't say stuff like that. he nope. doesn't apologize for things he does yeah, he's like this is what happened like it or not yeah and that, that's what got him to be you know in a position like that yeah. so I, I i think he should have either deleted that's what everybody should do right now there's there's a, a uh, who's i i was having a tweet i was tweeting back and forth over to baba duke with um which uh danny abraham yeah uh the great daniel abraham and all those were all those tweets were gone the next day and it turns out i read his thing he has an app that deletes tweets over 24 hours old smart yeah, yeah very it's smart. a genius idea and, and you're just talking shit about a movie yeah because i want it and i'm like oh i'm having a conversation right. with daniel abraham i'm whenever yeah. screenshot everything like he didn't say anything wrong we we're just making fun of this movie but he yeah he's pro baba duke right yeah he he was so pro baba duke and he's so like he had so many good points that i might watch it again okay but i'm not gonna like it you should have screenshot it because now i want to read it um, I was getting the. I was he, getting, he got way. This is this is really a random. Show. Yeah, is, he got very into like the the allegory that you have to stop looking at it as a monster movie yeah. and look at it as what that monster represents. The monster represents all the negative emotions in her life. Okay, she's grieving. She's postpartum. She's this and that. And same for the kid. And and that's what the Baba Duke represents is. It's he's he's not real. He's just an intangible emotion okay. thing that it, that represents all those negative emotions. And at the end, my biggest gripe is the Baba Duke. Basically, she screams at the Baba Duke, and he becomes a pet. Yeah. His point was that's her taking control over all those emotions. Okay. I was like, all right, well, that's a very intelligent. Right. I was like, makes sense. You just wrote a better movie than I thought I saw, <laughs> and maybe that's what people see, and maybe yeah. that, you know. He's got the mind of, and, and he writes. That's yeah. his job. Yeah, he's amazing. He's a storyteller. I, I look at it as a guy that likes horror movies and likes monster movies more than yeah, and like now thinking the, movies. The Babadook went from one of the best horror movies, statistically, to being like the symbol of gay pride. 
Like, did you hear when about that? When did that happen? Like, they, I don't know if it's, like, legit, but, like, there was, like, this pride parade, <clears throat> and the Babadook was, the, like, the mascot. Huh. And he's got, like, the big, like, Elton John glasses on. I'll have to find a picture of it. I'll put us on Maybe, it, maybe it on that's, you know, it's it's controlling that, like, just like Daniel Abraham said, it's controlling the, the, the negativity. Yeah, well, controlling the uh, narrative, too, yeah. right? And, 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 okay, in that case, Daniel Abraham saw that and he gave me, you know, I was like, all right, well, I'll watch it with those glasses on, but I'm not 100% sure. I'm going to, I, I might have conditioned myself not to like it at well, this point. All right, I think I have the picture. This makes for great podcasting. <laughs> Come on, uh, like, the, like the Baba. There it is. <laughs> like that was like on posters at the. Get ready party. to be Baba Shook. Yeah, like so that was on that was on for the posters. Yeah, right. But all right, we're not gonna. That may be an episode when we go on vacation in a couple of weeks that we can uh, yeah. we'll review okay. the Baba Duke maybe. Uh, but that's our random review yeah, episode. Uh, we reviewed it, a lot. We had of a plan, but it, it did go off the rails. Yeah. Uh, so we reviewed uh, Daredevil season three. Doctor Who season eleven premiere. We've talked Titans. We've talked Babadook, uh, and I will say, watch the uh, Haunting on House Hill. Right, I think sure. that's a great series as well. And we'll be back next week with our Halloween review. We actually saw Halloween, and we're going to talk about that. Yep. Um, so you can follow us on the before mentioned Twitter, where you can see Tom uh, fight all the <laughs> all the art, our, all of our our friends over uh, the Babadook and other things. And that's the the Grays T H E G R Y S and Galaxy Wars podcast on all the other social medias and podcast directors we will see you next week with halloween uh review bye